welcome to Brad Speaks. Presenting the way to think about politics so you will know what to think. Now your host, Brad Job. Welcome back, everybody, to the Brad Job podcast with David Houston. We've got David back with us today, and we've got a few things we want to talk about. David, are you there? Hey, yeah, what's going David's on, David's on remote location, so we're doing this. Uh, he's off in some foreign land, and I am too, so we're not sitting across from each other, but we didn't want to leave you alone for too long because it's been a while since we put something up. But we had some things we want to talk to you about. David, what's on your mind? Oh, my goodness, there's so much on my mind. Tuning it out is half the time easier than to deal with it, but that's what everybody's doing. If we see anything in the news, I've become jaded to it to the point of it's a distraction. And so I'm finding that I find solace more in different sources that are discussing world or current events that may not be covered in the news, because if it is being covered in the news or even on radio, chances are it's put there. And again, it's a distraction. You know, this the- is one thing that you and I were talking about earlier. I think a lot of people that listen to us would like to know a lot of people. I, I really enjoyed when I listen to podcasts and talk radio show hosts, knowing where they get their information. Exactly. It's something that's important to me. Well, I mean, what do you do? Where do you go? Not you necessarily, but, but I'm, I'm going to ask you that question. I do like the people that I listen to, where I get my information to find out where they get theirs. What, what are they? Cause you only have a certain amount of time in the day. We all have families, we all have all this stuff to do and we're, we're news files. If you're listening to this program, then you're interested in news and what's going on in the world. I am a definitely a Breitbart person. I, okay. I do read Breitbart and I, I hit the, the MSNBC, the CNN, the Fox news. I'll see what they've got going on to the top. They're predictable. They're very they predictable. <laughs> no doubt. You go to Fox, you know what you're going to get. You go to MSNBC, it's going to, Trump should have been dead five days ago. CNN's trying to be wishy-washy and they don't know where the hell they're going. And half the crap they say is is, is bull crap. And I go to a, a variety of, uh, of news sources and I know you have some different ones. What, what do you read or listen to? One of the main sources I do go to is censored.news and it is a compilation of headlines from probably at least 15 to 20 different news sites. So so it's kind of like a drudge report. Well, I, I never really was a drudge follower, so I can't really say that. What I can say is if you had a team of people, and let's say your team was 20 people in its size, and each person was told to only look at one news source, And at four o'clock in the afternoon, they had to meet in your office for the fifth meeting of the day. And that meeting, all they could talk about was one headline that they picked from their particular news source. So you had 20 headlines from 20 different news sources brought to you at your four o'clock meeting. That's what censored.news is about. It collects headlines from 15 to 20 different sources. So you get this broad spectrum of coverage of information going on in the world that you may not get otherwise. 
what's the name of that site? Censored.news. But anyway, it's a fantastic resource to information so that you get a well-rounded idea of what's going on in the world. Well, can, I remember the first time I heard what I think you're talking about is Obama said what the first time he said people get stuck in their echo chambers. And that's one of the things that actually he, that stuck in my mind that actually made sense to me. Uh, now, he meant it on the opposite side, and he wants to stifle conservative news and conservative communication throughout the world. And that's what his his goal was why he when he said echo chambers. But it is, you can get stuck in an echo chamber. Sure. You sure. get stuck in an echo chamber on Facebook, Instagram, whatever the hell social media your own which is why i'm off everything but instagram so, so yeah you go you go to fox it's an echo chamber msnbc it's like a uh racquetball echo chamber that's all they've got they've only got at least fox has got a little bit of variety if you can discern then you can you can you can read it and figure out for yourself what's going on if you look at different right modes of, of media CNN, like I said, they're jacked up a little bit. Georgia Report has gotten going left and left and left. But look, the way I look at the Georgia Report, and this is a good, actually, this is a good conversation to have for people that that don't consume news every day, but they're listening to this program. Georgia Report started out a long time ago. They he broke George broke the Monica Lewinsky story when I think Newsweek had it. And he found out about it, but they weren't willing to run with it. And he did. And that's what put him on. up. And I think they're, he's always in like the top 25 website views, if you will, if not, if not 25, at least top 100. But he's getting more left and left and left. Well, that's and, what I was going to ask. Didn't because I do remember the Drudge Report being a fantastic resource early on for information you weren't going to get anywhere else. And then. Over the past, I'm going to have to say three years because I tuned out all news for about 15 years. I didn't follow anything. I knew what was well, happening. Well, Drudge has gone left. Okay, he's, that's he, what I'm going to say. When I went yeah, back, he would look yeah, like I was, was looking what, at CNN was or something. 1996 when he came out and, and made a name for himself. Okay. He and Ann Coulter were good buddies back then. That's when Ann was sane. <laughs> I used to really like Ann Coulter. I've read half of the books she's printed and she's probably put out eight and she's still cool she's just Anne now right and and so it's drudge that's kind of how they yeah drudge is drudge they need over the years i mean the internet was a baby in 1996 right i mean right and so over the years people change things change and when they operate their websites and write different books and they comment and they prognosticate they change their views over time which i don't that's a different thing but drudge has gone left he's a big conservationist green Climate so he change. supports the climate change bullshit? Oh, my God. Dude, he's all in for it. I can still look at the George Report, but I know that I feel like I'm old. I swear. When I my 14-year-old, my 21-year-old, my two oldest girls, they talk to me. I do feel like I'm old now because I guess I am. I'm 46. <laughs> and, and, you know, I can now my discernment level has gone to the point where I can scroll through Drudge and I can see what Drudge puts on. You know, he's like a hermit. Nobody sees Drudge. Nobody's seen him in public in like 10 years. The guy just doesn't, he doesn't come out. Hmm. He doesn't. And I like that about Drudge. I've always liked that about him. He's he's not wanting to be llama. He didn't go to the uh, rubber chicken dinners in Washington and all right. that kind of stuff. I mean, he doesn't. And that's one thing I used to like about him. Well, I still like that about him. You can just scroll through now. That's where I got most of my news for. That was the first site I go to in the morning when I woke up for years. 
And then he, I just kind of put him off. Rush Limbaugh, when Rush started the the AIB cam, his cam, you could watch him on, on the computer as he was doing his show. Drudge paid him, but he also liked Drudge because he, Rush wasn't going to be paid by somebody he didn't like. In the corner, Rush's computer would have the Drudge Report top page up. That's how much he liked Drudge. Hmm. And then over the years, because I know Rush Limbaugh, I could tell what he was saying. Every now and then he dropped something like, you know, even Drudge would this. And then you can't even look at Drudge. It's like because the media spectrum is so widespread and it changes from year to year. You trust somebody today doesn't mean you can trust them three years from now. Right. So it's very difficult and it takes a discerning mind and it takes effort, it takes effort to know where you're going to get your news. It's so difficult because it does change. MSNBC used to be a decent news organization 15 years ago. CNN, that was the first, yeah, it's called the Cable News Network. Exactly. It was like, yeah, if you're a news file, I was 12 years old or 13 when CNN came out and I had to watch CNN every time. I, I mean, every chance I got, we're CNN. I just want to watch CNN, CNN, CNN. You go through airports and you've got CNN on everywhere. And I, I remember watching the, uh, when George H.W. Bush went into Iraq to uh, to keep them out of Kuwait to ensure the free flow of oil at market prices and, and watching it on CNN. Everybody trusted CNN and the personalities back on CNN back then were okay. Right. And then now look where they are. Look where MSNBC is now. Fox is just, if you just want a Trump drum beat, I mean, I'm cool with that, but you're not going to, it's real hard to get a different view from there. I, I don't want to shut any one of these organizations down, but that's why I was asking you where you got your news. I go to so many different sites on, the, on a daily basis when I can right. um, to, to get different views because it's, it's necessary. And I've got friends that I'm off of Facebook. I'm off of everything else. But there are friends that I have on Instagram that they will still put up. They're the, my left friends. I'm not going to delete them. And they hadn't deleted me. So we're cool. We right, both right. both of us know we what they're going to see when they, they log on Instagram. And my name comes up. And I know what I'm going to hear what they say when their name comes up. Well, let me ask you this. Have you run into any of your friends sharing valuable information that the person sharing that information is using the TikTok platform? No. Welcome back. Uh, David and I were discussing where we get our news, and David was wanting to have a conversation about TikTok in relation to where you get your news. David, what were you saying? Well, at the beginning, I didn't give a rat's ass about TikTok because it was a bunch of stupid, ridiculous stuff, and it still is. However, well, that's what I was asking if, if you yourself received any links from your friends, family, co-workers, whatever. See, I feel like an idiot. I think I'm plugged into the internet and all the cool stuff that's happened. I don't know what you mean by a link from... Where would I get the link? It would have to be a text yeah. or an email. Exactly. Text or email. Okay. No. Okay. Well, I stayed away from TikTok and I still do. I don't have a TikTok account. But what I've found over the past probably two years, I've received more TikTok links of people sharing their to your text as a text or as an email to me okay and the information they're sharing is spot on with what i'm gathering and reading and learning about on my own that's not 
anything to do with CNN, Fox, MSNBC, any of that. And it's become a platform of independent journalists, in addition to all the stupid shit. But the independent journalists, it's a perfect platform. And the reason it's perfect is I think the max video length is 12 minutes. So if you can get your point across in 12 minutes or less, bam, there you go, plus video. Via TikTok. Via TikTok, exactly. So that's another so reason you hear congressional people want to get rid of TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would, um, that's anathema to me. There's no way I would have anybody, none of my children, of course. I can't tell my wife what to do, but she listens to me sometimes and I listen to her too. No one in my family is going to have TikTok on their phone. Well, I don't have it on my phone. And like I said, they're not going to have, they're not going to have an account. Well, what I'm saying is, it's a great platform if you've got a reason to share information or if you know something. Each it's second. a terrible platform. No, it's not. It's not. I, I beg to get in for 100%. Well, the platform might be all right, but it's, it's a no. Well, here's what happened. It got demonized with all the stupidity. But as far as I know, there's no censoring. So if you want to show somebody how to... You know, there's no censoring in America, uh, but I beg to differ on that as well. Well, no, I mean, in the, on TikTok, any if I put five things that Brad want to talk about on TikTok today, nobody in China will be able to see. Oh, I can't speak about other nations. All I can. Well, speak I can. About. I, I can. I'm going to have to rely on a plethora of information that I've gotten about TikTok and my own governor, who I really like very well. And he might know my name, may not know my name. Uh, there's no way in hell that anybody would have TikTok on their government phones, David. But see, that's you, where you're you, misguided. If I went on TikTok right now and I put an American flag and I said, damn it, you Chinese motherfuckers, don't you know what happened Tiananmen Square? There's no way in hell one single motherfucker in China is going to get to see that. No, I know. I know. So, so screw them. That's why I got a Facebook. If I can't put shit on I want on Facebook and they censor me, why the hell am I going to get TikTok? I'd just rather not be on the platform and support their ass. It's okay, like bond bud light. But but what I I'm, don't see it any differently. Okay, but I'm trying to understand you and that my point is are you wanting to talk to the people in China? I would love to, but they we cannot. Okay, we, but here's we the thing. We cannot through TikTok. China it's not, it's already has a communist talk. government. Right. So, so well, and it's a communist government owned platform who's collecting all the data from everybody. You know, if you have TikTok on your phone, every text you see Every text that you send to anybody, that not just the texts are sent through TikTok to the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, but the literal, the buttons you push, when you push the buttons in case the text doesn't get through, they if you don't send the text, they see the, uh, the hey, what's up, brah? Uh, how's it going today? And then I got busy and I didn't get to finish that text. And then I deleted that text. The CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, as testified to in Congress, from the, the the CEO or whatever of TikTok said, yeah, we we get every bit of it. Everything everything you type on your phone, if you've got TikTok installed on your telephone, every jot and tittle, every thing you see, one hundred percent of the shit that's on the information, your phone, the phone numbers, everything that's in your phone. Everything, 100% of it, goes to the Chinese Communist Party. And you don't think Apple's collecting that on your iPhone? I don't. Well, what I do, here's what I do. That's a great way to change the conversation, but I'm not going to fall for it. The (laughs) fact is TikTok has admitted it. The fact is 
Apple and we know Google does. You know, if you'd send an email through Google, Google, they read it. But Apple has not said that they collect this information because you they, they say there's settings that you can do it. So at least I've got that. Okay. But with TikTok, I don't have that. At least with TikTok, they say, yeah, it's happening. Every, there's nothing you do on your damn phone that we don't see if you've got TikTok installed. With Google, you know what they've got. They're reading all your emails. I mean, they didn't do it. They search it. They use it for marketing purposes, and they say that. They, at least they say it. You can right, go to, right. you get a Reagan, uh, RonaldReagan.com email address, and they don't. There's places to go where you can send emails without that. But with TikTok, at least they are out in the open and say, yes, every damn thing you do on your phone goes straight to our servers and we have it. But with Google and with, uh, and Facebook, but that's why I'm not on Facebook. Uh, right, that's why I deleted the- my account. I love Facebook. I loved it. I connected with so many people on Facebook and it was it was unreal. It changed mine and everybody else's world that got onto Facebook to be able to follow people. I have lost contact with so many people about being off Facebook. It's crazy and it hurts my heart. But I'm not going to be on Facebook, just like I'm not going to be on TikTok. I don't use my Google email address. My email address is Brad at BradJobConstruction.com. Nobody's reading my crap. But okay, no, but I'm not point, saying that here, I'm not saying that I'm not denying the fact that Apple's probably getting a whole lot more off my phone than I think they are. It, but at least there's United States restrictions and with the agreements with the United States that say, hey, you can't click this. You can't click that unless you click this button with TikTok. There ain't a button to click. OK, but here's the point I'm getting at, because you went down the Edward Snowden path and I was just going down the sharing information path. Right. So what I wanted to say was. You can share information over TikTok in the United States with enough people to hopefully avert the coup that is forming around us as we speak. And you, the, the, the this dictatorship. going to be good. Our listeners are going to like this conversation. But that's what I'm talking because about. We you, can share. More than anybody I know would be the last person that would have TikTok on their phone. I know. I don't have it on my phone. How are you using it? I receive a link in it. Shows me the video. So you're not putting. You're not. You're not putting things on TikTok. No, I'm just watching videos that other people have shared. But you're praising the fact that it's this, this mass media. Absolutely. Option. I, to, to people here views. can. Sh- people on TikTok can share information that you cannot share on Facebook. What would explain that part? Okay. Let's say somebody sent me a link over TikTok explaining how detrimental these jabs are for myocarditis and blood clots. If you put that on Facebook, you're censored. You can't share it. You can't tell your grandma, don't take it. On TikTok, you can tell her, don't take it. But only in America. Only in America, but I'm not talking to Chinese people. I got it. That's my thing. Well, I'm trying a, to prevent communism from coming to America. I got you. And, and that makes sense. I can feel you. I'm trying okay. to meet you there. I'm that, trying that's all I'm hard. saying. <laughs> no, I, I can. So what you're saying is TikTok is a great post, outpost, media posting, whatever, to put something on for Americans to read, even though the owners of, that are in China, the CCP, know everything not just what you post, but everything on your phones. And you know that the Chinese people aren't going to be able to read it, but Americans can. So that, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong yet. I might, I will in a second, but I I (laughs) thought this through. So I just want to make sure I know what you're saying. It's okay because the people in the United States can see it. Sure. Sure. 
Okay. So I, right now, you know, yeah, I, right. I, I I I can't get there right now. Okay. Well, let me just share this with you. Okay. Um, like I said, I took about a fifteen-year hiatus on news. Period. With that said, when all the craziness started happening, I thought to myself, "Wow, I can't. I'm not going to trust anything that's on the TV. I need to go find some source that I value." And I was able to go back to someone that I was listening to 25 years ago, and that was Alex Jones. And mm-hmm. so when I found, I tuned back into InfoWars, mm-hmm. and that helped me get through the pandemic, the scamdemic, the whatever you right. want to call it, and make sense of what was going on because I didn't, I wasn't lied to. I was, I was told the truth as best as they were able to tell me the truth. What I'm getting at is I personally would share information from InfoWars over Facebook as an instant message, not just as a post, but as an instant message to somebody. And I was immediately reprimanded with that URL cannot be shared. We don't like that content from that URL, blah, blah, blah. So that kind of pissed me off over Facebook. Exactly. And so I thought, well, damn, this sucks. I don't like that. And I I actually got suspended from Facebook. I didn't really worry about it. Then somebody had posted some pictures and I thought, well, let me jump through the hoops and I'll get back on there. And I did, but I bet I haven't logged into Facebook in probably a year or more. And I get emails all the time. You've got 156 notifications. I'm like, or whatever, but, um, cause you I know, don't care. One thing about like this, the, um, uh, our producers hooked us up with, to be able to do this, uh, have this conversation apart from each other on, on a certain software program. I don't doubt for five seconds that everything that's on that we're saying here that we're sharing or any, especially if you put it on a podcast, everybody in the world that's able to log into it can listen to it. But, sure. as, far, but as far as I'm right, but you couldn't do it in CCP in China. You're not going to be able to listen to this program. It's not going to happen, but this software program is not censoring it. It's the Chinese Communist Party. So I will use this software program to let us do what we're doing to facilitate the program. But if I knew that the software that we're using right now was going to censor through anybody, anywhere on its own, I'd be off it. So when you get to the point of is there any software that you can use that doesn't censor you then we that's what my life is basically other than work and my family is dedicated to and that's freedom that's why i can't use tiktok that's why i'm not on facebook if it was i love facebook it's a great platform to meet people hang out with people man dude so many people that i've lost touch with and it hurts my heart i mean it hurts i'm serious i know it's like a gay ass term but it does. And I miss those people. And, sure. and I don't have all their phone numbers and everything. And I don't get to keep up with them and see what they're doing, their children. But I'll be damned if I'm going to be on a platform that's not going to let me. If I'm not free, I'm not free. I, you know, I, people, the only thing they know about Patrick Henry's most famous quote, he wrote a lot of stuff. But his most famous is give me liberty, give me death. But it, the preface to that was, I know not what others would do. But it's for me, give me liberty or give me death. And he said before that, he said, 
Is life so sweet or peace so dear that it be bought at the price of chains and slavery? I know not what others would do, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. That's Patrick Henry. And that's where I think. And if I go to the Jefferson Memorial and I spin around 15 times looking at the ceiling with that awesome quote on there, I've sworn upon the altar of God, eternal hostility against every form of tyranny over the mind of man. And then I get on Facebook or I get on TikTok and where they're censoring me. Oh, that's tyranny. And I'm not, I, can't, I can't do it. I think the logical conclusion would be, if you play that out, that there might be a time when if you keep that attitude, then you can't be on any platform on the Internet whatsoever, anytime. We'll get to that point. If we get to that point, then I'll be all right. But I am not going to support tyranny. I'm not going to support censorship. Free, it's freedom. Freedom or give me. I want freedom. Okay. I, and I support it. And I, that means no censorship. I say what the hell I want to, when I want to, how I want to, and, and you kiss my ass because there's that's the Constitution. Read Tommy's Declaration of Independence. I just can't support any platform that's openly telling me you can say this. And you can't say that if if we don't want it. And, and that we could talk about uh to the fore now that we already knew with the Biden administration going to Facebook in an expletive laden text emails telling Facebook using the f bomb fifteen times. You take this crap down when the when the uh, what'd you call it? That was a kind of interesting term you said about the uh, the injection. What'd you call that? The scam demic, the pandemic. Yeah, and. What was the other word? You scammed it, planned it. Well, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and and so they they sent Facebook this, and it's come out now only because we've got a four member majority in the House of Representatives where Jim Jordan can go get this stuff. Now that we, now we know it's not conjecture. We know that the Biden administration went to Facebook, went to Twitter, and, and we know what happened with Twitter because Musk bought it. And, and God bless him because he's lost about $20 million over the thing, $20 billion. Our own government that was, <laughs> the government went to him and said, you can't, you got to take this down, take it down. That's got to be stopped. But we know the Biden administration sent these emails, sent these texts, went to, met the, the FBI, the CIA went to and had meetings with Zucker's, Zuckerberg's people and said, take this down, take it down, take it down. And they did. I, I, I probably got 15 years left on this earth. That's what I'm here to fight in my, in my off time, in my past time, is that kind of crap right there. I can't get on a platform that's going to censor me. I know history. I don't know what it took us to get here. I know the Constitution, and I know it's the greatest invention on planet Earth. Any people have ever invented human beings is the Constitution of the United States of America. And we've got a First Amendment that guarantees us through that paper that was granted by God, which they acknowledge, and I'm not giving up any of them. So it's really tough, but I hear what you're saying. TikTok's a great platform to get your message out. Right. But I don't see, how, I, I cannot reconcile the, the ability to get information out on the platform when that platform is making money off of me that won't let anybody that will not let everyone see what I put up because that's antithesis of my goal in life outside of family. Okay. Well, here's another example. All right. And I've sent this link to you a number of times asking you to install telegram. You can find so much information on telegram. It is, 
it is like its own little internet, but it's not. It's totally not. When the whole proxy war between Ukraine and Russia started, all of a sudden RT News was prohibited from my feed on Telegram. And I immediately- And what is RT? RT is just Russian TV news. It's When you click on it, it said, this channel has violated local standards or local something. And I thought, okay. So again, Telegram's supposed to be a free speech platform. Is already- Well, who's censoring it? Well, I guess whoever owns Telegram. Okay. And like I said, it's a great platform to share stuff. I share stuff all but, but, the time. But there's got to be a way to, to, to get Russian television. I mean, the, Amer- the United States government's not censoring this station. Right. But what I'm saying is RT News, that's, I mean, just type it in. You can go to their website. I'm just saying their Telegram channel was stopped or prohibited from being. So did you delete Telegram? No. It's a great platform to share information. Why did they delete RT? They didn't delete it. You just can't view it. What, what, okay. Why did they censor it? Because it, why did they censor they Russian censor vodka in a liquor store? <laughs> no, no, that's not a, it's not a, uh, it it's, a it's the same thing. Rhetorical question. I'm asking you, why did they, why did they take it down? Because they wanted they to demonize Russia in every way, form impossible. Okay. Are you cool with that? No. Okay. But I'm cool with sharing information with people that I can still share it with. I don't post anything. But that's compromise. That's compromise. Okay, but I don't own a platform. I'm not real cool with that. I don't own a platform. I'm actually actually shocked. Uh, And I don't use that word. It's it's not a superlative, but it's damn near. I'll use a superlative. I rarely use it. You are the last person that I would think that would use a platform that would allow censorship. And, and and I would think I would be just under you, but now you're telling me that you're fine with using platforms as long as you can get information. As long as you can get information out to as mo- many people as you can, you're okay with the censorship level. So what happens if that censorship level gets down to just on on a 100 scale? So if they censored RT, well, hell, I'm pretty damn sure uh, Russia's got the biggest landmass in any country on the planet even though half of it's frozen tundra. So you're cool with censoring that landmass using a platform that'll censor that landmass uh, as long as you can get information to, to people in your neighborhood. Well, what happens if it gets down to your neighborhood level and they're like, oh, you can't go outside of, uh, you know, 100 square miles of your house. Are you going to still use it? Would you then say, well, at least I can talk to the people in my neighborhood? Well, that's a great question. Well, here's here's the only answer I have. I don't own an alternative platform. No, you don't. You fight. You you fight the powers that be, the masters of the universe. Okay, so should should I stand on my roof with my megaphone and reach nobody? I don't think you should stand on your roof with a megaphone and reach nobody. But I do think that we should stand up and say, hey, let's send representatives. Let's get our Congress. I mean, there's some good folks left in government and they are fighting for us. It's just tough. It is very tough. This political world, the political arena is filled with jackasses. It's backstabbing. It's nasty. It's dirty. I've run for office. Almost won. I'm glad as hell I did not. I know how dirty it is. It's sickening. But we need to support the people that we do like, that stand up for us. And because they can. 
They can. They have a megaphone that's not censored, at least by our government. And so, yes, I, I would say that if, yes, I think so. Yes. If it came down to the point where they said, um, okay, now you can talk, you can't receive Russian television. You can't get that one. Now you can get that one. I'm getting off that platform. I'm not giving, I'm not giving them, I'm not giving them my money basically. Cause that's what it is. It's, it, they, they market you. No, I cannot. I can't, I, I can't. That doesn't say. But you use Instagram. I'll delete it tomorrow. I don't give a damn. But I'm just saying that Facebook owns Instagram, so... Yeah, and I don't post on Instagram. You're right. You know what? And that's hypocritical. So <laughs> I'm I'm, I'll, I'll get the hell off Instagram. I, I don't need it. I, I use Instagram, and everybody listening to us does the same thing. I, I, you know, when, I, when I'm on Instagram, when I'm using the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> When I doing. take my phone into the bathroom and I'm sitting on the toilet, I'll get my phone out and I'll hit Instagram and I'll scroll through some... Or, you know what? Saturday mornings. When okay. I'm in bed and I'm sleeping in, or I'll wake up and I'll just sit there and lie in the bed and Kaylin's out with the kids in the living room and stuff, I'll scroll through the little videos on Instagram because they're kind of cool. That's what I do. That's not, that's, there's no excuse for me to do that. I, but, I, get, I should get the hell off of there. because Does anybody share information over Instagram? I made as many friends as I lost on Facebook. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I'm serious. That's. I really did. And it hurts my heart. I, yeah, my my fraternity brothers hate me now. Their wives and their friends. Yeah, because they all end up being liberals and stuff. And I lost. Yeah, I lost them. Uh, and if it wasn't for Facebook, I'd probably still be friends with them, which that's a dichotomy. Well, now let me ask this. Do you know anybody on Truth Social? I I do have a Truth Social account. I have never logged in, I don't think. I did it because when Trump made it. Okay. I just wanted to be give him another number. I'll get message. I'll get in. What do you call that when it pops up on your phone? A notification. Notification that says somebody put something on True Social. I wouldn't know how to log into it. I wouldn't know what that platform. I give you my honest word. If you gave me a million dollars, well, if you gave me a million dollars, I could probably just discern from probably because it probably says Truth Social. Other than that, I wouldn't be able to tell you what the platform looked like. I wouldn't. Right. But I do have an account. Just to do that. It, okay. I think that's self-explanatory. I'm going to tell you the alternatives to Facebook that I use. Okay. All right. It's ConnectZing, Minds, MeWe, CloudHub, Brighteon Social, Gab, Getter, and there's two more that are brand new that I just joined. Well, I don't want to leave you unsmiling. However... These platforms, I, I'd like to see what's going on in 50 years from now. I'm not going to be here. But nobody's on that. All my friends that are on anything, when we got on Facebook back in the day, when it was a baby, that's like, when did you have a MySpace page? Mm -hmm. Okay. I just got on MySpace and it was kind of cool because you could type code in. And then Facebook came along and everybody was on Facebook. Everybody's still on Facebook. That's where everybody is. If I get on those platforms you're talking about, if you're if it's about the dissemination of information, that's one thing. If it's about connecting with people, you got to be on Facebook at this point. Right. And until enough people get off of Facebook, until Mark Zuckerberg to kiss their ass, that's where it's going to be. But these those things that you just those platforms that you just mentioned, I never heard of one of them, and my friends hadn't heard of one of them. And I'm not going to lie, I don't have all day to get on these things and try to connect with friends and do that stuff. So, well. See, that's the difference. I'm not on there to connect with friends. I'm on there to share information. 
If my friends are on there, fantastic. Well, there's that. If they're not, yeah, there's that. I don't care. Well, there's that. Right. There's that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, there's that. That's kind of like Twitter. Right. right. Yeah, I guess. Because, I mean, you don't get on Twitter to hang out, to, to meet your, hang out and see pictures from your, your friends in high school's kids and stuff. Right. That's what Facebook and Instagram is about, but they're they they censor, and I don't. I guess I yes, it's definition. It's a look it up in your mind. There's my picture of me on Instagram of hypocrisy <laughs> being on Instagram. But I got off Facebook. I don't know. There's just like a kind of difference. I don't know. I kind of like Instagram because I get like fishing videos and hunt videos. Sure, and, sure. You know, kind of stuff like that. But nobody's like really posting on Instagram like pictures of their family and like, hey. uh I went to the grocery store or, you know, the idiots, somebody ran through my lawn. Look at this. And I'm pissed off because they right. don't appreciate the freedoms they have in America and how blessed they are. You know, that's what Facebook's about. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something on Instagram because I've got folks on Instagram, but they just all that kind of crap goes on Facebook. When I go well, to have Instagram, you ever I'm looking for cat for videos, you know, and uh, lines have, killing something. Have you ever searched for something on Instagram? I don't think so. Well, I think just as an experiment before you make up your mind whether you continue to scroll or delete it, search and see what you can find on it. And if it's not being censored, then keep it. But if it's being censored, then I would at least let other people know that, hey, I just posted this information about blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, with Instagram and Facebook, they they will what's it called dark uh, shadow ban uh, shadow ban yeah, yeah man I I put listen and I don't care I, I want this to go out to the entire world I put on Facebook like eight times pictures and I like learned how to like draw crap on I took a picture of Xi Jinping Ricochet Rabbit and and like death to this son of a bitch death to Xi Jinping and I typed a note to his ass hey Xi Jinping this is Brad Job I live in Collierville. You can kiss my ass. I hope you die. If you ever come in within arm's reach of me, I will choke you to death. And I bet you nobody saw that shit. I get all kind of likes when I was on Facebook. I got, I mean, 15, 20 likes per post. I put that shit up. Nobody liked it. You know why? Because they didn't see it. Right. Because they didn't see it. They didn't see it. Because it was censored. You got some assholes in Seattle, California, Silicon Valley. Saying Brad can't put this, he can't say that. He can't say that. Well, well, I can, but you're a private company, and and and, and you can do whatever the hell you want to. Now, there's the conversation. Welcome back. We wanted to have a conversation about Facebook, David. When you put something on Facebook, and they take it down or they censor it, do you think that since it is a private company, it's the Zuckerberg platform? And they take it down, should there, under the First Amendment, be a remedy? Should the government step in and say, you cannot censor this? Or do you think, well, what's acknowledging the title that it's a private company, they can censor whatever the hell they want to? What What's the title? Is it Title 42 or something like that? No, that's not it. There's some immunity they have. Well, th that gives them immunity from... This, uh, that's the difference between publication and publishers and yes. content people. But so, what I'm asking, my specific question is this, and it's a good question, and it's a difficult question. And I have read very smart people who I've, I admire and I respect very, very much with differing opinions. 
And that's very rare. Since they are a private company, can they, should they be able to censor what's on their platform? Or should it be considered a monopolistic platform of speech and therefore fall under the Constitution of the United States of America? Should the government step in and tell Mark Zuckerberg he can and cannot do what he wants to with his company? No. If Mark Zuckerberg says, I don't like the word the, okay? And so anytime anybody puts the word the in any post, it gets taken down because Mark Zuckerberg doesn't want to. Even, but then does it rise to monopolistic communication? No, because nobody's forcing you to get on Facebook. That's right. That's one view. Is that your view? Well, I think if it's a private company, and even if it's a private company ran by a board, if they want to take down posts, it's let them take it down. I don't have a problem with them censoring anything. I'm very conflicted on that. Well, here's why. It's not. It's not. It's his business. It's his business. He can do what he wants, and I support that under the freedom of speech. But now, all right, I, I kind of baited you. Now, can the White House go to Facebook and say and pressure Facebook to take down anything that has the word Trump in it? It's a private business, but now here comes the government going to Facebook, the White House, the executive branch, the United States of America going to Facebook and saying, if it says Trump, just delete it. Nobody sees it or shadow ban it. Well, would you could you say that uh, the White House could go to Walmart and say they can't have any Trump T-shirts? Hell no. I don't think the White House could go to Walmart and say they can't sell Che Guevara shirts. Okay. I don't think the White House could go to Target or Walmart and say you can't sell I agree. Rainbow the government gay, should stay out of gay crap. Right. But, but if Walmart some, wanted but, to quit. Here's, but here, here's the dilemma. Here's the problem. Here's the big ass problem here. Okay. So if we say the government, Facebook can, can censor whatever they want to because it's a private company, those same people to hold that view, a majority of those people are the same people that are going to go to the White House that would be in favor of the White House under the guise of public health and say it's okay for the White House to go to Facebook and pressure them to take down posts that say the coronavirus bat flu, uh, Wuhan bat flu vaccination is worthless. You're going to find yourself in some weird ass company is my point. You're going to you are going to find yourself with people. If you think that Facebook should be able to censor what you say, you're going to find yourself in the company. The same people that say the White House can also go to Facebook and censor them. Facebook censors you. The White House censors Facebook. But that's not I what I say. Says. We're talking about something that really a lot of people don't think about on a daily basis because they don't they don't think about that they've got other things they got going on in life right but if facebook can censor me the white house can censor facebook i mean it's it if facebook has a monopolistic power a monolith a conglomeration facebook instagram twitter if they can censor what we say and that is the main mode of communication for everybody then those people that think that facebook can censor us are the same people that think that the White House can go to Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, all these other places, and pressure them. Tell them, hey, we like your censors, but we, we need you to do a little bit more censorship. And, that, and then, then it becomes hairy. 
Because now you got the White House censoring Facebook, Facebook censoring me. Yeah, and, and, and at the end of the day, you know what you end up with? Because I'm an appraiser of politics. And when I appraise this shit, what I come up with is tyranny. If Facebook can censor, if this monopolistic conglomeration of social media can censor me, we got rules against monopolies in this country. And the White House can go with no compunction, without compunction, and no recourse, and censor Facebook, then it's over. The experiment is done. So my conclusion is, and I didn't mean to bait you, but I did. My conclusion is, after lots of thought, is that Facebook, we're going to have to come up with laws because I understand they're a private company. If I got a private company, I do what the hell I want to with my company. But they're a private company. But they're not just a private company when they have a monopoly. But they don't have a monopoly. Uh, they do have a damn monopoly. I don't know any. I can't. I go into Kroger right now, and there's. I'd be the only one without a Facebook account. That's how people communicate. But that's what I'm but saying. But if I want to go into fa- if I want to go into Kroger and I find that one person and I say, "Hey, why don't you have a Facebook account?" And he said, "It's because I said Joe Biden can kiss my ass. I don't want him to. But if he got hit by a train tomorrow, I wouldn't care." And Facebook takes that down, and so you have that communication. That speech taken away. And then so Facebook takes that away. And then, then the White House goes to Facebook and they said, hey, I know you're censoring all this stuff and that's cool, but we want you to censor even more. I don't just have a serious problem with it. I have a, uh, a life or death problem with that. Yeah, me too. The government should stay out of it. And Facebook is not a monopoly. What do you know what the word monopoly means? I mean, are we talking about two different definitions of monopoly? No, are they, how the hell are they not a monopoly? They're not the only source of communication. There's like three major modes of, of mass uh, But I just listed seven that I'm on that was nothing to do with Facebook. Well, AT&T was broken up in the 80s because they were the, they were fitting baby bells. They called them baby bells. And then they broke up AT&T because AT&T was a monopoly. Nobody could compete with them. These things that you just mentioned to me, I never even heard of. And if I hadn't heard of them, nobody's heard of them. Well, Except that's not you, true because, because you you're, yourself you're said that sometimes you're not as tech savvy as you'd like to be. Okay. Okay. We just agree to disagree. But Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. They're the most widely known. And they are they are monopolistic. That's, I mean, ask Teddy Roosevelt if they were a monopoly or not. Uh, he's a trust buster. I mean, if you've got two banks that everybody in the whole, 70% of the people use in the, in the country, and you've got 30% of the other people that use 500 other banks, that's monopolistic. And that's exactly what we've got right now. And so if these four assholes that, that are censoring to me, 80% of the people use, but there's 20% that use the other eight that you just named, the definition, that's a definition of a monopolistic power, and they need to be broken up. Or, or they, they can't censor you. They should not be able to censor you. And I'm saying that with a heavy heart because I, I have part of my brain that tells me, Brad, they're, they're a private company. But the other part of me says, Brad, yeah, they could be a private company, but they're going to take the country down because you can't communicate because you can't put you can't. The only thing that they're going to if you've got 80 percent of the people that are using these platforms on these certain platforms on four big ass platforms and I can't say what I want to. That's monopolistic. That's censorship. It's not conducive to freedom. It's not conducive to what the American ideal that Hamilton, Tommy. It's not conducive to the ideal that they had for America. And I know it's difficult, but I've come to that conclusion. 
I've thought about it a lot, but I have come to the conclusion that yes, they should, even though they're a private company, not be allowed if they're monopolies to be able to censor what I want to say to get my voice out. So you're 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 liking them to a town square. David, I'm saying if you've got I'll make it as easy as I possibly can. If they are 80% of us, okay, that don't have newspapers, we don't own a newspaper. Our way of getting information out is through four modes. And those four modes censor what we say. Then are you promoting the Constitution? Are you promoting the First Amendment? Are you degrading it? You're degrading it. It's a monopoly, and we have laws against that. So that's that's the end around, if you will. I mean, liberals do it all day long. They find ways around everything. Well, so as a conservative, my way around the fact that they're a private company is a monopoly because we have laws against monopolies. And they are monopolistic. They're already talking. I mean, the FCC's already investigating Meta and Twitter for monopolistic powers, Google, because they are monopolies. That, and they do they do kick people down. They've been sued and lost. It's just not, I don't have these lawsuits in front of me. Because kicking people down. The search results on Google. They've been, Google's been sued so many times for that crap, and they've had to change their ways. It, it's not about being fair, because the country wasn't based on being fair. It wasn't birthed on being fair. Our founding fathers didn't, didn't say everything's got to be fair. They said, we got to have freedom, speech. We have, you've got speech. you got five guaranteed freedoms in the First Amendment, and all of them have to be done. Can the governor say you can't go to church uh, when there's an uh, epidemic? Not now. That's one good thing that came out of COVID. If it's a health issue, then the government can say, you can do this. And they got sued when Supreme Court, Supreme Court said, kiss my ass, you can't do it. That's where I am, and that's where I'm staying my feet are firmly planted, and I have an unalterable view that Facebook should not be able to censor what I have to say. And then we can talk about the publishing law and get into the legal parts of that. Just that on its face, Facebook should be disseminated because they are publishers. Once you start regulating, now you're a publisher, and it's coming, going to come. Supreme Court's going to have to decide it. And thank God. If nothing else, Donald damn John Trump appointed three conservatives to the court. So if it does go before them, then they'll rule according to the Constitution. But that's where I stand, man. Like I said, it's an unalterable conclusion that I've come to. If you control that, if you have that much power over speech, the colonies are like, hold on. We like the Constitution. Tommy did a good job of it's a declaration. Hamilton, Madison did a good job with the Constitution. But damn it, man, we sure got to fix a couple things. Can we just, there's a few things we'd like to talk about. In, in the First Amendment, they're like, all right, well, can we just acknowledge the fact that a lot of people think that are taught that the Bill of Rights is, guarantees you rights. It gives you rights. The government gives you rights. That's, that's, a, that's a load of horse shit. Right. The Constitution and it's the Bill of Rights, specifically the first 10 amendments, it's just acknowledging the rights that were given by God, but guaranteed through the Constitution. Speech, religion, freedom of association, religion, redress of grievances to the government. So if we don't have freedom of speech, I think that as I read and I've read so much, I spent too much of my time in my life on this. I don't think Tommy and Hamilton and Madison 
if we get them on a microphone here, I think if we told them what was going on and we could impute into their heads exactly what's going on without having to spend 20 years doing it, they'd say, man, uh, damn. (laughs) Now, uh, woo. Yeah, it's a private company, but, uh, they can control your speech. They can, they can control what information you disseminate. And 80% of the people are on these platforms. So, uh, Brad, I think you need to go to your representative and uh, or run for office and say they cannot censor you because that's I, the, <laughs> I'm getting emotional because, damn it, woo-hoo, Hamilton, I guarantee you, if you read the Federalist Papers, read Federalist 52. I guarantee you that boy, they were young men, man. Tommy was 33 when he wrote the Declaration. I guarantee you, if I told him, I said, hey, Tommy, and I'd call him Tommy. I'd all respect. I'd call him. I'd say, hey, Tommy. And he'd be like, what's up, Brad? I'd be like, I'd say, listen, brother, we got this stuff going on now. 80% of the people communicate this way. And there's this, this company. It's a big ass company. And it's not a steel company or anything. They can, if I say something bad about your atoms over there, I know you and Bird are kind of different on that. And they're going to have, they'll fight their stuff out later. But this company is saying that we can't put this in a newspaper. Tommy would look at me and be like, what? In the entire hell did we go through all this shit for? We lost everything. Everybody that signed the piece of paper I wrote, the declaration, every one of us died broke, poor, dead, their houses burned, didn't have anything. And you're telling me that in 2023, that there's a company that's got 80% of the communication that most people are on? So you can't say something? Yes, sir. They do. They take it down and they suspend you and they say you can't do it. He goes... Did you read the First Amendment? He'd look at Hamilton and Hamilton would be like, he'd like, did you re- did you write this wrong? And Hamilton like, no, nah. Madison would be like, no, nah, we worked on it together. And uh and like, no, nah, it says it right there. We got it ratified. The 13 United States of America, they were all unanimous. And we said we gotta have it. And in order to do that, we put this amendment in here that said there's free speech. And so if you've got this big ass newspaper that's called Facebook now that says you can't say shit. Brad, are you serious? And I say, yes, sir. And then they turn around and, and ghostly figures as they fade away and they would weep. That, that's just something that I've got in my heart. That I've, It's a congenital trait that I've got to protect this shit. And if Facebook says I can't say it, then they're demons. They're devils. They're the bezelbub. They are destroyers of freedom. Absolutely. And if, they're, if you don't have freedom, you ain't got nothing. You know yeah. what everybody says? If you don't have health, you have nothing. You know what? Screw health. If you don't have freedom, you ain't got nothing. Well, I agree. If you got health with no freedom, you don't have anything. I I remember growing up, this people. If you don't have your health, you don't have. Yeah, that's, that's true. But damn it, if you don't have, if you've got all the health in the world, but you don't have freedom, kill me. Right. And if I can't say something, if I can't look at you, if I can't do this, and I can't print this, I can't say this. It's about printing. The printing press. They all live together. Contemporaries. Frankly, I mean, you had a group of geniuses. One dude wrote the declaration. One dude, Ben was going across the damn sea, getting France to come help us out, killing the Red Coast. And then Tommy and then Madison, Adams, all these guys doing all this crap. Washington sitting there fighting his ass off. If I had all those guys in a room and I'm looking at a picture of them and I told them that in the United States of America, there was a platform that 80% of the people, that's how they got information out told me I couldn't say something about a medicine that the government was 
requiring me to stick in my arm and it was censored. David, do you think for one effing second that any one of those men would say that was okay? No. The answer is no. I don't need you to answer that. The answer is absolutely hell no. Washington, Adams, Burr, Hamilton, Tommy. They sit there and look at me and say, what the hell happened to this country? Do you know what we went through to get this shit? Because that's what the king did. King George, he wouldn't let us say crap. That's why we did this stuff. So we died broke. So that's why I've come to, again, the unalterable conclusion that Facebook can't censor. They should be disallowed by the federal government under the Constitution from telling me I can't say anything. I ought to be able to say any damn thing I want. So when in a capitalist society, there's two tendencies, one to grow and accumulate. The other is to basically not understand business and go bankrupt. At what point in your growth should a business person realize their business is getting too big and they might should diversify or, I don't know, split themselves up so that, say, the government doesn't come in, split them up? Well, generally, I mean, you should, you're not going to be split up if you're operating on a capitalist basis. Life's not fair. But as long as you're not holding somebody else down, as long as they can compete with you, then you're not a monopoly. If you're buying people out and, and you've got startup companies over here, and you work with them, you buy them out, and you keep just growing and growing and growing, and then you control an industry where nobody else can compete with you, that's when it's going to be broken up because we have laws against monopolies. But as, right. long as, you're, as long as you're just operating on a fair basis, that's fine. But we're not talking about that. We're, we're not talking about Facebook not allowing people to compete. They've been through that. Twitter went through that. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'll, not to change subjects, if you're going to if you're going to be controlled by the government, what ways is in your best interest to not be controlled by the government? Because if I had a business, let's say I ran a newspaper, let's say I ran the Houston Gazette right down here in good old Barton, Mississippi, and I had an advertiser who wanted to come in and he he owned the Mississippi newspaper. Much bigger newspaper than my little Barton Gazette. And he wanted to run a big old ad in my paper, full page, willing to pay the full price. And his his ad was going to promote his newspaper. Wasn't going to talk about any other business, but he was going to talk about his newspaper. Would it be cool for me to take that money and run that ad? I think so. Well, of course I think you could. Of course. As long as he didn't come in and try to run you out of town. Right. But if he wanted to come in and start another newspaper, then he could do that. I don't want the government getting involved in shit. There's, I think, what is it? I forget the number, but it's a small number of designated things the Constitution says the government is supposed to do for us. All this other bullshit and all these other agencies, they're not constitutional at all. Not one bit. They have far exceeded their... The bureaucratic rule in this country is completely unconstitutional. The bureaucracies that have been set up by the federal government that run our lives daily, as far as I'm concerned, as far as Hillsdale College is concerned, as far as the Cato Institute's concerned, as far as Ayn Rand's concerned, they're absolutely unconstitutional and they should be done away with. But they're so huge. They run our lives. There's nothing in the Constitution it sets up uh, FDA. Uh, the, the FDA. So it sets up the uh, the uh, education, the uh, Department of Education. Right. But the Department of Education sets rules. It goes 
national. And so... And then uh, they get to promote gender queer, so whatever. That's right. They're regulations that the federal government puts to the states to make them do things that should not be able to do. For instance, it's a perfect example. So I'm not saying whether I agree or not agree with it because I'm not getting into that. But it's a it's a glittering jewel of an example. Okay. So the federal government says, OK, we're going to withhold federal highway funds from every state that doesn't lower the uh, blood alcohol content from 1.0 to 0.8. So the states, some states are like, hey, yeah, we're I, we already there. I'm like, oh, okay. And some states are like, eh, I think 0.08's all right. I mean, I think 0.08, we don't think 0.08, we think that's a good way. And the federal government says, well, we're just going to hold federal with federal highway funds from you if you don't do it. So then you have to, uh, yeah, it's unfunded federal mandates. They mandate you do this as a state or you don't get the highway funds. I'm not sure if that's where we're going with this, but that's that's just an example of overreach by the federal government and the bureaucratic rule over us. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I could even I could break it down on a state level. The state of Tennessee says, OK, hey, we're going to set up the uh, Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. OK, then the political appointees and I'm not trying to offend anybody on the board of the TWRA. That's not what I'm trying to do here because I know a couple of them. They get there and then they make damn rules. I can catch this fish or I can't catch this one. I can kill this deer. I can't kill that one. This possum over here attacks my cat and I can kill it. But if it doesn't attack my cat, but it looks at it crossways and I can, you know, they set the rules. And if I violate the TWRA regulations, then I'm violating the state law. But the state representatives never voted on it. Right. And so it's technically not legislation. That's a micro level. But on the macro level, on the federal government side, I know it's unconstitutional. The board on the FDA, the EPA, these boards and the bureaucracy, they make rules, which are law, but Congress never voted on it. Find anywhere. I mean, I got 18, 20, I probably got 200 copies of the Constitution in my house. I cannot find anywhere in that Constitution. And I, I, I read well and I, I speak fluent English. And I've read the Federalist Papers, and I know a little bit about our founding. There's nowhere in the Constitution that allows the Congress to set up boards to create law. It's just not. I know that's outrageous because people don't think about it on a daily basis. To anybody else, it'd be like, Brad, you're such a wacko. Well, I, it might sound like a wacko thing to you, but the fact is, it's the truth. Exactly. It's just, that's just, it's just true. It's just absolutely true. And there's been some Supreme Court decisions on it, but there's nowhere in the damn Constitution that says, I can't find it. So let me flip this idea around. I'm here with my Houston Gazette down here in Barton, and we reached maybe 20,000 people. The statewide Mississippi newspaper. He doesn't want to take my money to run an ad in his newspaper because I might say something negative about the CCP. Should the government come in and tell him he's got to run my ad? What's his ad? Well, let's just say I have a. Well, it doesn't matter. I, I, I kind of heard what you said, but. Well, I'm just. I'm not. Matter. Again, I'm not playing. The hell the, he can run it or whatever the hell he wants to if he pays for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, yes. I'm standing unalterably on that conclusion because you've got to come to one. 
You've got to plant your feet firmly in concrete at some point on some things and say yes or say no. I'm going to say yes. Your newspaper can't tell you you can't run an ad saying, uh, I hate black people. I hate Jews. I hate white people. I hate people named David Houston. That newspaper can't tell you. We've come to that point, and I don't like to have to get to that point. So, yes, I am. I mean, there's a point where you can't incite violence and shit. You know, if your name's David, we're going to shoot you in town square and everybody that hates people named David, because it is a Jewish name, go to the square and, and we're going to shoot them. If they walk down there, you can't do that. But if they if they wanted to run a uh, if they wanted to run something that said, "Hey, we're communist and we want every we're going to run a communist anti-American." I mean, Black Lives Matter does it. What the hell's the difference between communist and Black Lives Matter? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's the answer to that question. I'll answer it. There's nothing. So if Black Lives Matter gets to run, I mean, you can't go. You think the New York Times is going to turn down them? But your question is, what if they do? No, the New York Times can't say they're not going to publish an ad that says we're going to have a Black Lives Matter thing tomorrow event. We're going to have a Black Lives Matter organization where we're going to uh, peacefully assemble under the First Amendment of the Constitution. No, I don't think the New York Times as a private company should be able to tell you you can't run that ad. If you pay uh, market prices for that ad that anybody else would pay for that ad, they can't turn you down. I know that sucks. I know if I know you, I know me. And it was difficult for me to approach this subject because I'm for, I mean, if it's my business, I can do what I want to. That's actually, that's, that's government intrusion. But at the same time, if, and I'm not trying to be a wishy-washy, limp-wristed, plastic banana, good time rock and roll, linguine-spined, bitch-ass liberal. That's not what I'm trying to do here. And, and say the government can step in here, but they can't step in there. The Bill of Rights, the first ten amendments, should not be called Bill of Rights. Hamilton didn't call it. Madison didn't call it the Bill of Rights. Nobody called it. I mean, it, somebody said that one day and it stuck. It, what it should be is the Bill of Anti-Rights. It's 10 amendments that contain a bunch of freedoms guaranteed by God to say the government cannot do this to you. It's not right. It's not the Bill of Rights. It's the Bill of Anti-Rights. It's saying all these things cannot be taken away from right, you exactly. by the government. Right. So it may hurt a little bit to say, you know, you got to tell a newspaper that they got to take an ad by somebody if they pay market price for that ad. All right. Well, now here's the question. And I'm I'm being for real serious about yeah, this. I am too. <laughs> it's hell. Okay, so let's say I can't post a link that contains a particular URL, and the one I'm referring to right now, and this happened to my mom. It was a banana smoothie. It was a recipe for a banana smoothie from naturalnews.com. And naturalnews.com, Mike Adams, he's a guy I've been listening to for about 20 years. He has health information like crazy, and he's very wise when it comes to the political landscape and things like that. I was posting a banana smoothie recipe from his website to my mom's instant message, and they said, we don't allow posts from this URL. Now, that's a post. What if I wanted to pay for an ad on Facebook with that Banana smoothie, giving all credit back to natural news. A post is something 
that I'm just doing willy nilly. Whereas an ad, I'm willing to give up some money to get this information out there. Here's how I'd answer that. Unfortunately, we've gotten to this point and we have to rely on people that are on our side who are way smarter than we are on jurisprudence and legal geniuses to go through this. I can't answer that question. I mean, there's five million hypotheticals. I, I, we could. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, brother. It sucks that we're even having to have this conversation. I know it. It does. It just, it's, a, it's a pain in the ass that we even have to discuss this. I mean, you're getting into micro level stuff. I just, I don't have the legal brain to go there. Jay Seculo, I mean, I've met him and he, he's, he's about five, six and he's, his voice and his, his aura is, are twice as big as he is. Yeah. The ACLJ. If, see, that's a conversation for Jay. And that's something we got to let folks that are smarter than us, seriously, to go over and, and deal with. And there are, and the Lord leads them. And he takes them to these places. I can't get into the micro level of this stuff. I just, if I had to say something, I'd say I'm just for freedom. I'm for as much speech as possible. I'm as, I want more people to speak. I don't care. I don't care what you say. I just want you to be able to say it. But the thing is, the people on the, the left side of the aisle want to stop me from saying what I want to say. Right. When I would be ready to die for them to say what I abhor. Exactly. As long as I get to say what I want to say, you can say what you want to say. But when you stop me from saying what I want to say, what happens is there's a soft constitutional coup happening in America. And it starts with speech. There are people on the left openly. If you shut the hell up and listen to people on the left, they will tell you what they think. Some people say it more openly than others. They hate the Constitution. They started out saying in the 40s and 50s that the Constitution is a living, breathing document, which is bullshit. It's not a living, breathing document. It's founded on the principles that when they wrote it, founded it on. But this, this soft constitutional coup is becoming a hard constitutional coup, whether it be we don't like the president who's elected, so we need to get rid of the Electoral College, which is one of the most ingenious, absolutely wildly smart things ever invented. I mean, it's part of the Constitution. It's a part of the greatest invention in human history. And so they want to, so they don't like who they how the president gets elected because they're not getting the uh, the popular vote. So now let's get rid of the Electoral College. Well, that's part of the Constitution. It's a big-ass part of the Constitution, and it was put there for a reason. The Supreme Court. Well, we don't like the Supreme Court, <laughs> so let's pack it. Let's pack the court. I mean, people that are supposedly smart people on the left, senators, and all kinds of representatives in the House, we need to expand the court. Why? Because you, you you don't like what the Supreme Court's saying, and that's right. Well, we need to change the Constitution. We don't, or need to pack the court. This unprecedented desire to control people. That's what the left does. That's what these people, these anti-freedom people do. But they wouldn't call themselves anti-freedom behind closed doors. They would. They don't like any speech that goes against what they think. So they want to stop it. They don't like, they have an idea that you go against, they want to stop you. But they don't want to do it through legal means. They don't want to do it through conversation. They don't want to do it through disputation, conversation, debates. They want to do it through force, 
Look at Fauci. Do I need to say anymore? No. Fa- that son of a bitch. Woohoo. That son of a bitch ought to be in prison. That's all I, I mean, I'm not going into that. Our gas stoves. Then they, they came out, We uh, somebody sniffed it out. My God, was it the EPA? Yeah, another regulatory agency. So we're going to, we need to ban gas stoves. The administration, the Biden administration, came out immediately and said, we're not going to ban gas stoves. And then Karine Zombiera comes out and says, well, we are going to ban them. We'd like to ban them. But remember, it's not going to happen until 2029. Oh, oh, okay. Well, as long as it's not going to happen tomorrow, it'll happen in 2020. We're cool with that. What, what are you talking? They circumvent the people. They do this through regulations. They don't want to hear what you have to say. They call you liars when you try to call them out on it. All kinds of, oh, what's the latest appliance that they were trying to, oh, your water heaters. They, they want to get rid of your water heaters. Your cars. California, what was it, 2030? They've got a law in the books that says you can't have a gas-powered car, an internal, internal combustion engine. They're going to ban it. And you said something to me earlier today about finally now it's going to be a crime to create an incandescent light bulb. Right. That was yesterday. A crime. A crime. It's going to be a crime. Free people don't like this stuff. Conservatives don't like this stuff. Leftists, liberals, these purveyors of tyranny, as far as I'm concerned, because that's why, I mean, if somebody wanted to say, oh, my God, he's crazy now, what I would say is, okay, in what direction are you moving with all these regulations? I can't have the gas stove. I can, Dr. Fauci, uh, I, I can't have an internal combustion engine. But my appliances are now illegal. Are, are you moving towards tyranny? Are you moving towards freedom? That's something that can't be denied. And, it's of course, the answer is you're moving towards tyranny. Exactly. It's an undeniable fact of life. Just like boys are boys if you have a penis and a girl's a girl's she has a vagina. But they deny that too. We have a Supreme Court justice who was asked by Marsha Blackburn, my senator, who I stood next to, and I love her to death now, but I stood next to and, and, and campaigned against her when she was running Congress. I was working for another candidate. Now she's a, in the United States Senate. Thank God. She's wonderful. She asked Supreme Court nominee, what's a woman? Can you define what a woman is? Katanji, Katanji Jackson asked her, can you tell me what a woman is? Oh, I should, all Marsha did was Senator Blackburn. Can you tell me what a woman is? Judge Jackson at the time, she wasn't a justice. She said, no. Senator Blackburn said, you can't? Jackson said, I'm not a biologist. See, that's where the left is. That's how crazy these people are. So when you try to start having decent, intelligent conversations about freedom of speech or your appliances or what's a girl or a boy when they can't define what a woman is, you realize that now you've entered into this new world, this twilight zone, this zone of irrationality. And you've got to think, you've got to ask yourself, you've got to stop. You have to, you have to stop and ask yourself, you have to. Is there incontrovertible truth that this woman, this person right here without a penis is a woman? And if somebody tells you no, or they don't know, or we're going to let this person decide, then you have to look at that person and you have to say, you're out of your mind. You've lost your mind. There's something controlling you other than your instincts, your intelligence, your brain. You've got a BA, an MA, and a JD. 
Your judicial doctorate is going to put you on a damn Supreme Court. And you can't tell me what the hell a woman is. Then that's when you have to look back at the, the whole ideological spectrum from which this person came and understand that they are leading that spectrum, that ideology. They are heads. They are leaders of this ideology. And they've got 50 million people behind them that vote Democrat. And then ask yourself, I don't have to ask myself, but people, young people, or people that are just getting involved, you have to ask yourself, should I follow this person? Should I go in the direction this person's going? And you have to also question where they're leading you and everything else that they say. The most insane, what is the most beguiling part of this conversation is that these people control your children through the school systems. And they take that paradigm, that worldview, that ideology, they put it in your their textbooks. They put it, the teachers teach them that in elementary school, middle school, high school, college. And they're leading us down. I don't think that we've reached a tipping point. I, I hope and pray that we have not. I think there's hope. You've got these people in the White House, in the Supreme Court, in these regulatory agencies that have this this worldview that's it's demonic. If you support not telling me to, first of all, I was going to say that my kid's transgender. My kid ain't transgender. You sit there and put that shit in their head. And they went to you and said, okay. And then now you can't tell me and you want to make a law that says that you can't tell me and I'm their father. Them's fighting words from where I come. Yeah. But these people are the people that are leading this nation. Coca-Cola. One of their uh, subsidiaries is now putting out cards. They don't learn that this advertisement doesn't work, but it's going to work. They're just going to keep putting it out there until it does. Coca-Cola had this uh, a subsidiary of Coca-Cola. They own some sort of cafes. And they had that one of their new advertisements was this transgender dude with stitches where he got his, where the, it was a girl. I don't even know how to say this stuff anymore. Where it got its the girl had got its breast removed. It's now their logo. Yeah, and there's a brand of shoes that did that, and a coffee that did that. Yeah, it was the coffee thing, and that yeah. was a Coca Cola subsidiary. Yeah, yeah, it was a co- something cafe. Yeah, and you get to the point where <laughs> you're not having conversations with intelligent people. I don't know where it's going, but it's. I don't know. I would like to. I would I would very much enjoy and I would be very cordial, very nice, very polite. I would love to have someone on the left come and talk with me and let's talk about this. I did it in college. Man, I used to take people. There was a little college bar, RP tracks, and we'd go back to my house. And generally it was people from the political science department. We'd go back and but they'd bring something up and I'd say, hey, look, I just want to ask you, are you really ready to do this? Because I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to be mean. but." You got to be ready. And, and I'm not going to hold back. And sometimes people would leave mad, sad, crying. I don't know. But uh, you got to be ready. I don't know how you go up again. So I, I've never had a conversation with somebody that's so far this left. If I could get your average Democrat voter, I've met them. In my work, I meet these people. And I want to, but I can't because it's work. It's separate from the podcast. 
and I, if I could sit down and, ex and explain to them what they're voting for when they vote for the people that they vote for, I think I'd love to talk to them. I just, they're not in my sphere. My sphere of influence at this point is the people in this podcast and my children. And that's, that's all I can do. And that's all you can do. And that's all the people listening to us can do. If you teach a child, that's what I tell my wife all the time. Just teach a child something. Teach a child something. Teach them. Show them. Explain to them. Not everybody can keep their kids out of public schools, man. I know. It's a sad thing. You, but, but so, so be like what the Bible says. Send them out as darts. As arrows into the world. Yes. Fire them. <laughs> teach them. Take this. Send them to school. And tell them, don't take, don't take it. Be respectful. But if somebody, if your teacher says something respectfully, you've got every right in the world to say something. And I have one of my, one of my girls who I, I've told the story many times. I went to have lunch with her in an elementary school. Her, her teacher came out and said, Brad, your daughter is, uh, we had to get on to her today. I said, what happened? And she said, well. They were talking about global warming, and and this particular daughter of mine raised her hand because I asked, "Is Miss?" I tell you, teacher's name is Miss Marsh, and uh, I said, uh, "Was she, what happened?" She said, "Well, she raised her hand." I was talking about global warming, and she said, "If I could prove you wrong, would you admit it?" I said, "Well, Miss Marsh," I said, "Did she? You, she raised her hand." Yeah. Was she respectful? Yes. So, so why she get in trouble? And we went from there. That's I think that's the very first thing conservatives or freedom loving people. I don't even know how we got here. This it's sickening. The separation of left and right. But we've got to teach our kids to be able to stand up in school and our public schools. Then you mentioned to me probably a month ago, and I thought about it, and it was we need more of the high school youth to be willing to have a pair. Just like you shared with me, and I think it was you had to go to the bathroom or something, and the principal or whatever, and you showed back up. And he said, and you showed up with a list. Yeah, I, I needed the deodorant from my car. Yeah, something like that. And, and yeah. the guy, he said, did your mama write this? And you're like, no, I wrote this. I forget, but yeah, I just, I that made an impact to me. And I wish more people yeah. would stand up for themselves. When it's a valid reason, not bullshit reason, but a valid reason to stand up and say, no, I'm not putting up with it. I'm not going to deal with it. Or I'm going to go get my deal. <laughs> it was going to happen. It wasn't a conversation I was going to. I have an overwrought sense congenitally of a need for and desire for freedom. I don't like authority. That doesn't mean I dislike authority. It means I just have I just don't like it. I have an aversion to people telling me what to do. The Bible helps you out with that if you've got that issue, which is me. I mean, thank God Tommy and Hamilton and all those guys had that too, or we wouldn't be where we are. The, the Bible helps you temper that because you have to have respect. It's like the Bible says, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. What's Jesus trying to tell you right there? Pay your taxes. If the taxes say this much, it didn't pay it. Jesus didn't sit down there and have a long conversation. He, maybe he did, but it didn't make the Bible. He didn't maybe say, me, no, you need to go elect your representatives and tell them to lower your tax. You know, he just said, pay, render under Caesar what is Caesar's. But he also said, bring the tithes to the storehouse. So that's his rule. 
you have to have a decent respect for authority. And Jesus gave us so many perfect examples. I love that man. He's such a great guy. I'm out as hell. Righteous anger and turned over the tables and got a made a whip out of string and started whipping people at the church and, and caused a ruckus. And look at Paul's life. Paul didn't like authority. It wasn't because Paul was just against authority. It was because they were pushing back on what is right. That's what you said. We need people that are willing to stand up and push back on unjust anything. It makes me sick. And we're talking about a lot of macro stuff. I want us to get into some point, not necessarily tonight, some micro, micro political stuff. The macro stuff is important. If I had a professor... He was in the political science department at the University of Memphis, and he was also the uh, the president of the Germantown Democrat Club. The conversation of the Sandinistas, the Rand Contra, Reagan, Oliver North issue came up, and I, I had some disagreements with him, and I did vehemently disagree with him. I wouldn't shut up, but he respected what I had to say, and he said, look, we talked for about 10 minutes in class and he had to get on with the lecture. So he said, just hold on. After class, he asked me to come to his office. I went to his office. He said, when we get back to class, like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class, he said, uh, I'm going to give you 15 minutes to talk about whatever the hell you want to. If you want to talk crap about me, what I said about Iran-Contra and Ronald Reagan, do it. You got, you got 15 minutes or 10 minutes, whatever it was. I was like, what? Because I had heard conservative students get bad grades, all this stuff. And sure enough, I don't remember what it was because that's not the most important part of the story. The part of the story is that I want young people to understand is the fact that I stood up to the teacher. That's what happened to me. And here's the second thing that happened to me. The next year, Dr. Madlock had an office next to Benjamin Hooks, that Benjamin Hooks, the, the civil rights leader at the University of Memphis. Got into his class. I don't even remember what it was. Some political science class. I don't remember what it was. There was a lot of freshmen in there. And he said bullshit patriotism about four times. He was he was lecturing. He said this bullshit patriotism. That's one thing about me that's different from a lot of other people. I, I've never changed my ideology. I've, I was born this way. <laughs> I pretty much think the way I did when I was born. And I stood up. I literally stood up. I didn't raise my hand. I didn't ask anything. I didn't blurt out anything. I stood up and I said, if you say that one more time, we're going to have a problem. Dr. Madlock said, I'm just waiting on somebody to stop me. I think there had something to do with the political science department back then at Clement Hall at the University of Memphis because he asked me to come to his office. He said, whatever you want to talk about, you got 10 minutes the next class to talk about whatever you want to. <laughs> I said, okay. Well, that taught me two lessons. One lesson was if he was sincere, which I don't know, but I have to take him at his word. He was literally sitting there waiting for someone to stand up and stop him from denigrating the United States of America and pride in our country. Exactly. The second thing, I wasn't, I didn't get demerits. I got 10 minutes to talk to the class about whatever the hell I wanted to at the next class. Who gets to do that in college? I mean, you got 230 people in this class. So I know there are people out there that have gotten bad grades on papers for being conservatives. I just didn't experience it. Anytime I ever stood up to anybody, it always came out okay. I had a, a history teacher. I took some Israeli history and United States military history from this year to that year, whatever, from her. 
and uh, she was a Palestinian. And it was obviously that she hated Israel. And so anytime she would say something, when we got to that subject, anything about that region, the Middle East, Mediterranean area, she, I always said something. I was like, whoa, 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 wait. Hold on. She did not like me. <laughs> she hated my guts. The woman, Miss Mukherjee, Dr. Mukherjee, that was her name. But she was a nice lady. I mean, I wrote my papers and I did well on my test and that's all I had to do. I mean, you can't fail somebody. I, I don't see how I've heard stories about people getting bad grades and stuff in college if they're conservatives. But if you write, you can take it to the dean. I'm talking to any kids that are ever going to listen to this. If you write your paper and it's a good paper and you did your work and you've got, you know, you've got your footnotes and your bibliography and all this other crap going on on it. And it's all done right and right font and spaced perfectly. You can't they can't give you a bad grade. So and I didn't. I mean, I got. Hell, they, matter of fact, they nerd session downstairs and asked about three of us come down there and said, if you only have one more history class with another A, then you can become part of our history society or whatever. I was like, I'm done with history and I don't need to be in the society that bad, so I'm good. Don't be scared. Don't. Don't. I think a lot of people, I, because the left intimidates us, they intimidate our children. They, that really irritates me. We should have a whole show on that. The, the intimidation of the left directed towards our children is off the scale. Oh, you amazing. think you could get a third grader or fourth grader going in class when they talk about some shit about, uh, I don't know what gender I am, and a third or fourth grader stand up and be like, you are crazy. You're absolutely off the charts, crazy. Pink Floyd, crazy. Acid, LSD, you're nuts. <laughs> and then that fourth grader get away with it? Take it back to 1930. If you had a kid stand up and be like, I think I'm a girl. The teacher would be like, you're out of this world crazy. So it's everything is swapping. That's why we've got to have our children. They're our arrows. We've got not just teach them. Not I'm glad I've got two little ones. Don't just teach them what's right. Teach them to fight. Teach them to stand up respectfully, but forcefully and say, you are wrong. What you're saying to everyone in this class is absolutely crazy. And I'm going to tell you where I learned that. It's from my dad, my second dad, Rush Limbaugh. He used to say all the time, you've got these skulls full of mush. But he didn't. You have what? Well, it's skulls full of mush. These children in these schools. Skull, like a brain? I mean, a, yeah, a his skull. Skulls full of mush. It's, they, they're just waiting to be imputed education. Okay. But they're going to these government schools and government schools are fine. We didn't I didn't have a problem with government schools until about 20 years ago. I don't have a problem with funding a school system, but what we've got now, they're not schools, they're indoctrination centers for the left. And the kids come in and then they come out brain dead. It's not on a biblical level. I'm just saying what they're learning is wrong. What's a girl? What's a boy? I don't hate I don't know. Uh they come out with this leftist ideology, and if you try to counter that, they say, well, that's not what I was taught in school. That's not what my history book said. You don't necessarily only have to teach your kids what they need to know. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, teach a kid what he she should know, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. And that's the truth. Luther said, give me a kid till they're five, and you can have them. I'll never forget. That's one of my favorite quotes. Martin Luther. He's, but yeah. something else you told me, the flip side of teach a kid what he should know and they won't he depart from it. If you don't teach the kid as they learn, let's say, the wrong thing, 
If Amen. Luther said, give me a kid till they're five and you can have them, what Luther was saying is, I am going to teach a child what he or she should know. And they, when they're old, they won't depart from it. If you teach them the wrong thing, they're also going to do that. Look at Nazi Germany. Look at China. I've met these children, David. Johnson Hall, the University of Memphis. And because I'm inquisitive and I like to talk and discuss and, and dispute, there were some Chinese students. I said, we were too far removed from the Tiananmen Square massacre. That's something that goes to my heart as a freedom lover. I engaged these Chinese students and I said, in a government conversation, we began to discuss freedom, United States versus China. And they told me, and I believed them. And actually, I mentioned Dr. Madlock earlier. I liked Dr. Madlock. He was a, he's a leftist, but I liked him. And he liked me back conversing with these students. And I said, but Tiananmen Square, I mean, your government is putting you down. And they, they, you can't speak. You have no freedom of speech. You, you can't do what you want to do. You don't have freedom of movement unless they tell you to. They said it didn't happen. I said, excuse me? I said, it didn't happen. They were. They told me that never happened. Tiananmen Square was a fake. It was all rigged. It never happened. It's bullshit. It, it just didn't happen. Here's the sad thing. They absolutely, 100%, without a doubt, believed that it never happened. It didn't happen. They are taught that. It didn't happen. It, it just didn't happen. And I, there's two times I called Dr. Madlock, and this was after I, after I graduated. And I, I said one of the times was to talk about this because it just came to my mind. And, and I told him, he said he took the conservative route, the only true route. And he said it's because I had to have somebody talk to me to tell me that this could absolutely possibly happen on this planet. And I, went, I told him what had happened. And he said, that's what they're taught. They're lied to. Right. But what I couldn't wrap my head around was the fact that they absolutely, that this was bullshit by the United States of America. They made it up to go against the Chinese government, the CCP, Chinese Communist Party. I don't know. So, so that is the opposite of you teach a kid what he should know. Or like Luther said, give a kid to me till they're five and you can have them. Well, you give a kid to you and you, you tell them to hate Jews or hate white people or hate, I don't know, Eskimos. They're going to do it. And it's going to be hard to rewire their brain. The second time I called Dr. Madlock was when Hillary Clinton, she said, we're going to take their profits and basically do some reorganization of money from there. And I was like, hold on a second. We're capitalist society. The government can't come take their profits. And so I called Dr. Madlock and I said, hey, I just heard Hillary Clinton say that she was going to take the profits from the oil companies and redistribute this wealth throughout the country because they're making too much money. I said, that can't happen. We're capitalists. He goes, Congress can do what they want to do with the money. I learned something. I mean, you know, that may sound naive now. Well, I'm 46. And it may sound naive at 22. But I hadn't gotten that through my head yet. There ain't nothing in the Constitution that says we're capitalists. Nothing. We could be communists. Next week at the next Congress, as they pass the law and it's under the Constitution. So you have to be, it just taught me something to be careful about. Watch out for these people who are trying to take your freedoms and just beware. Going back to the Facebook thing, always beware of anybody, any institution, any organization that wants to stop you from talking. If they don't want you to talk, there's something they're afraid of. Anytime 
somebody tries to tell me I can't say this, I can't say this, I can't write this. I'm just saying something or writing something that's not inciting anything. I'm just saying something and I'm I'm expressing an opinion. If somebody tells me I can express an opinion and they stop me from expressing that opinion, then I'm automatically going to be suspect of them and assume that they don't love the country as founded I, as much as I do. And I have relentless pursuit to stop their ass. I don't give a shit who it is. If I can't just voice my opinion, just an opinion, not an incitement, just an opinion. I have an opinion on this. I have an opinion on that. No, you can't. We're stopping you. Then there's got to be a reason behind why they want to stop you. We could go on from there, but there's got to be a reason. They're not just going to say, "I want you." To, we don't want you to say this because we don't have a reason. They got to have a reason. For whoever to have a conversation about whatever reason, they don't want you to say what you want to say. But if somebody don't, it's like the Bible points to Jesus. Every, from Genesis to Revelation, every sentence points to Jesus Christ. When it comes to these topics, I go straight back to the Constitution. It's the greatest invention of mankind. There's nothing even close to the... Yeah, and a lot of people say, I've had people ask me, is the Constitution an invention? Yes. Yeah, it's a product. It is. It's a product. It's a government. They invented it. It's just the rule of government. Yes, it is an invention. It's a product. And it's put out for people who like freedom. But there's always going to be this part of society, of people, of humanity that desire to be taken care of. They don't want freedom. They're scared to death of it. They don't, they don't want capitalism. They don't want free commerce. They desire to be taken care of. Give me my EBT card. And that's where the Democrat Party comes in. That's where the liberals come in. You keep these people enslaved, and we got votes forever. So they don't it's, want freedom. The so last sad. thing they want is freedom. The last thing they want is to be left alone to fend for themselves because everybody's a victim. Everybody is a victim of something. We're all victims. And that's what the left wants you to be because the way to solve that is to throw money at them. And the moment, I mean, that's how Rome fell. I mean, we don't want to get in a historical discussion about that. I forget what founding father said it. Once the people decide or once the people figure out that they can vote themselves money, it's over. Well, weren't you telling me as long as we sent money to Washington, they could make it whatever temperature we wanted? <laughs> I mean, all they need is $2 trillion and they can cool the earth by half a degree. That's what they say. I mean, I've John Kerry's that. running around the freaking world on a damn private plane and he lied about that last week. Yes. Uh, yeah, just give us $2 trillion and we can... The audacity, the hubris, the abject lunacy, putting yourself on a lofty perch above God to say, if you send $2 trillion to, to Washington to fund this bill, this global warming bill, and we can, cool, we can keep the earth from cooling a half a degree and keep the oceans from rising, do you not know there's a star right there? I mean, but the thing is, people buy this shit. And the thing is, here's where uh, my disgust and my disdain for the people on the other side of the aisle, if you will. And, you know, they say the opposite side of the aisle. Where they get that is in the House, the, the House of Representatives. You got Republicans on one side and Democrats on the other. So the people on the, the other side of the aisle, they have played so many people for so long. And they'll look those people and get their votes, scare the hell out of them by telling them the earth is going to burn up. 
the oceans are going to rise. We're all going to flood. There's going to be drought. So there's going to be floods. They can't figure out which one it's going to be. And then they know damn well. This is what irritates me. John Kerry knows damn well when he looks at Ted Cruz from Texas. When John Kerry looks at Ted in a hearing room and spews this bullshit, he knows damn well Ted knows he knows he's full of shit. And he still says it. But he still says it because it furthers the leftist agenda. Because that's how they get votes. We got to scare the... I mean, fear breeds lots of things. And it breeds votes. If you scare the hell out of people... Dude, these Republicans want the damn earth to burn up. Oh, okay. So let's ask God about this. <laughs> have, have these people been in an airplane? You know, that, you know I, I always have to have... I don't fly that often. Maybe twice a year. And I got to have a window seat. If I don't get one, I'm going to be pissed. But because I, I order it... Cause I. I need a window seat when I fly because I like to see outside. And and when I fly, if I'm going from Memphis to uh, Eugene, Oregon, or uh, from here to Denver to Oregon or to uh, Minnesota or to Phoenix, you look out, tell me those cars down there that you can't see because they're not there because you're in flyover country are burning the earth up. It, it, it just It's insane. The, the fact that these people think that we can control... You have any idea how much I think these people are, they're, they're lunatics, that you can control the temperature of, of this earth? I mean, if, this, if the sun just decided to have a break with the sunspots, we'd be have a hell of a cold winter. It fluctuates all the time. I mean, what, what about the ice ages? Man, you know all those SUVs that we were driving back then? That's what my oldest daughter was asking Miss Marsh about was she elaborated the teacher. She said, if I can prove you wrong about this global warming thing, would you would you admit it? She got her statement out, which was Mount Pinatuba, one freaking volcano. And it's a small. It's not a small. one. It's not a large one. Mount Pinatuba in one belch. This is fact. Put out more, quote, greenhouse emissions. And one belt. <laughs> then every car, since the, every, every internal combustion engine since the, the beginning of the Industrial Revolution has put out combined. So I, that's all I need to know. If that happened once, and we know, man, there's volcanoes going up. I mean, there's underwater volcanoes. The ocean takes care of it. It, it. These people are, they have a goal, and it's to control people. They have this preoccupation with well, control. Well, here's the here's the... The sad part of that, and it's a two-part sad part, and that is there's so many people that do not want to decide for themselves. They want to be controlled. And then the other side of that sad part is so many people that may like control of their own life, but somewhere they're willing to go along because they think that's going to get them along. When in the end, it all ends in destruction. It's so sad. It really is. The left has done an amazing job of organization that the right has not done. They have completely mobilized the media, the school system, most of the government in the population centers, which is why, thank God for the Electoral College. This mobilization, they do such a good job of it. 
and it's based on fear. Most of the mobilization that they have done, it's it's based on fear and it's victimhood. You've been wrong or you're going to get screwed or these people hate. It's really hard to combat. They've done a better job at that than we have of teaching. They have done a better job of that in the educational system. They've mobilized the media. They've mobilized the educational system, the government handouts, all the etc. to be able to prop these people up to say, hey, you don't need anything but us. And as long as you vote for us, we'll give you this. We'll give you that. We, you won't be discriminated against anymore. Your victimhood will be gone. The earth won't burn. And people listen to it. I mean, Obama, Barack Obama was amazing communicator, but he just communicated the wrong things. And I will never forget watching him. He said he was running for president and before he was elected, he said it was the same speech when he said we we're going to fundamentally transform the United States of America and people wouldn't listen to him. But if you listen to liberals, they'll tell you what they want to do. And he said the earth will begin to cool and the seas will stop to rise. This dude just bought a freaking estate. The Magnum. You ever seen Magnum P.I. when you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah. He bought that. He bought the real estate. Oh, really? Built that, a wall. That's what yeah, he, he bought it on a damn ocean on the shore in Hawaii. Paid all kind of crazy money for it. Way more than it was valued at. But that's cool. If you got enough money, do it. That's fine. Good for him. If he's well, going to buy the right, damn so, so, Magnum P.I. estate... On the damn ocean, and the oceans are going to rise and flood Hawaii, and half the south of the United States is going to be gone in 20 years. Well, I thought he bought that big estate up in Martha's Vineyard. Well, he's got one there, too. Oh. Yeah, well, you know, he's from Hawaii. Well. Well, he's actually from Africa, but then yeah. he was he was raised in Hawaii. Okay. That's where he calls home, which is fine. But yeah, he's got a place in Martha's Vineyard, but he just bought this big, he bought the Magnum P.I. estate in, in Hawaii. Now, on the beach. Well, Tell me how the hell, if you think the damn, everything's going to be underwater in 20 years, why are you going to spend all this money on an ocean side of state? Exactly. Right. Well, you know why? Because you're not. He, he knows that. He knows, he knows, he knows that. that. It says more about the American electorate than it does about the people who are bullshit. Right. There's always going to be shysters, scammers, schemers, and deceivers. But what it says more to me about is the American electorate. I, I, they're not stupid. They're just Nobody's going to be able to say I said that about the American elector, but they are they're they're, they're easily deceived. I'll leave that there. And that surprised me. That's what shocks me. And I talked to a lot of people uh, that are willing to talk. It's crazy. And they absolutely buy this stuff. Hook, line and sinker is as the little saying goes, because it is. I mean, the hook, line and sinker, it's all right there in the damn mouth. Pulled them right towards the voting booth. <laughs>